Hello, South. This is the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Hope you're doing well. It is a Thursday on the Y'all Show, and it's time once again for us to put in our special mix of Southern talk, including news, sports, opinion, and all things Southern, all rolled into one exciting product. In hour two of today's Y'all Show, Billy Gamilla of And the Valley Shook will be stopping by to give us a report on the LSU Tigers as Coach Ed Orgeron gets ready for year two along the Mississippi River in Baton Rouge, and we'll find out how well the Tigers can do in 2018. Plus, we'll get Billy's thoughts on the entire SEC West. That's an hour two, plus we'll have our feature by the book. We've got some dandies out there for you to consider buying and reading. We'll have that at the start of hour two. Here in this hour, we're going to be going to the Mississippi Delta, where Greenwood, Mississippi Tourism Director Danielle Morgan will be coming on to tell us all about this weekend's Bikes, Blues, and Bayous. It is a cycling event taking place in Greenwood, and we'll tell you how you can join it. Plus, you just need to go to Greenwood. It is a really neat place, and I've got my own firsthand testimonial about how great Greenwood is. That's coming up later this hour in our Dixie destination, Greenwood, Mississippi, Plus, we'll also tell you about some other neat festivals going on this weekend and next weekend across Dixie in our festive south. All of that here in hour one of today's Y'all Show. We start out today with our headlines from across the south. And embattled U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions snuck away from Washington yesterday, went to the natural state where he went to Little Rock and visited with the U.S. District Attorney in Little Rock. He was at Cody Hillen's office calling for legislative fixes in Congress and the Arkansas legislature to the Armed Career Criminal Act. He got protesters as a result of going to Arkansas. He also made a stop in Piercy, Arkansas, where he discussed school safety. Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas, joined Jeff Sessions in the discussions. But Jeff Sessions in Arkansas discussing school safety and more on Wednesday. Now to Georgia, and we've told you about the governor's race and how there was a clear-cut winner, but the lieutenant governor's GOP primary was very close. And it didn't. It took until yesterday for Georgia State Senator David Schaefer to concede the Republican race for lieutenant governor to Jeff Duncan. It was very, very close, uh, less than one percentage point. 1,597 votes across the state was the margin of a difference. And in the end, Schaefer conceded nearly two weeks after the primary happened back in July. But it is now over, and Jeff Duncan will be the Republican governor, lieutenant governor, rather, position on the general ballot in November in the Peach State. Now, a South Carolina native lived in Colorado, but I'm going to share you this story because it is, it's just terrible what happened to Richard Gary Black, age 73. He got a Purple Heart in Vietnam, decorated Vietnam War hero, and he lived in Colorado in suburban Denver, and he had his grandson over, an 11-year-old, and someone broke into Black's home this week. Black was awakened when this happened. He went in to find the the person trying to drown his 11-year-old grandson in a bathtub 
And the guy was naked trying to drown him, by the way. So Black tries to get him off, ends up going to get his gun, and shoots the home invader. Well, meanwhile, 911 ends up being involved, and police come, and they go into the home, and law enforcement kills the homeowner, Richard Gary Black, age 73, at his own home as he tried to save his grandson's life. And people are calling Black a hero for trying to get the invader, the home invader, off his grandson. He was literally trying to drown him in a bathtub in the middle of the night and ends up losing his own life to police. What a sad story. This South Carolina native dying in Denver as a result of trying to save his own grandson from being killed. The naked intruder was killed. They ended up finding his body in the home after Black had shot him. The officer who shot Black has been placed on administrative leave. Another Southern hero, but this one from the Korean War, his remains have been identified, and this Kentucky soldier who went missing in 1950, his remains will now be given to his family. Private First Class Joe Stanton Elmore was 20 years old when he died on December 2, 1950, in North Korea. A release from Kentucky Governor Matt Bevin's office says the Bowling Green native's remains will be returned to his family. That's good news. We've seen that this week the U.S. received the remains of dozens of presumed U.S. war dead coming from North Korea. And here is a North Korean body of a U.S. serviceman being brought back to America for the first time in, gosh, what is that, 70, 80 years? That is great news for this family in Kentucky. Now we move along to North Carolina, and a newspaper is blaming the tariffs by the Trump administration on newsprint for dropping their Sunday comics. <laughs> this is no laughing matter. Yes, this happened. Uh, people won't be able to read their comics in the Sunday, co Sunday paper. If you live in Lumberton, North Carolina, the Robinsonian is announcing it's dropping its eight-page color comics from the Sunday editions. The newspaper editorial last week said it made its not-so-funny decision to cut the comics because rising costs spurred by the Trump administration tariffs on Canadian newsprint. And that is not good news if you live in Lumberton in eastern North Carolina. The newspaper Sunday circulation for it is 6,200. It's based in the town of 21,000 people roughly 100 miles south of Raleigh, just on the North Carolina-South Carolina line. I was through Lumberton a few months ago. Home of the Lumbee Indians. That is the majority of the people that live in Lumberton, North Carolina, are native Lumbee Indians. And a really interesting story about their heritage and history and their impact in that part of North Carolina. And it's a literally, it is a majority Indian town Lumbee Indian town, and they even have the University of North Carolina Pembroke in that area is a majority Lumbee Indian University in Lumberton. But they won't be able to read their color comics in the Robesonian starting this week because they're, they're blaming it on President Trump. Now, I saw this article, and I am not a female, I must admit. So this is verb. This verbiage is totally new to me, but I'm going to read you the headline, and if you're a woman, maybe you'll get real excited about it. You may be heading off to the Yellowhammer State as a result. A major blow-dry bar chain 
is coming to Alabama. Yes, the first blow, blow, dry bar franchise is set to open in the Birmingham suburb of Homewood on the 17th of August. And it's going to be behind the Aloft Birmingham Soho Hotel. While a regular salon specializes in cuts and color, Blow focuses on style, said the franchise owner. Blow does blowouts and offers seven signature hairstyles plus three additional seasonal styles. I just get confused on the name. A blow-dry bar chain. Okay. Again, if you're a female, you may know exactly what I'm talking about. But head on down to Birmingham and go specifically to Homewood on August 17th for the first Blow Blow Dry Bar franchise coming to Alabama. Okay, enough of the hair talk. Now to South Carolina, and a North Charleston man has been arrested after eight gambling machines were seized from his North Charleston apartment. <laughs> That's a lot of gambling machines in an apartment. Hey Quinn Ching, who's age 58, was arrested after SLED seized eight machines and $1,367 from an apartment in the North Charleston area Thursday night. They arrested Chen for each machine and operating a gambling house. Three players were ticketed and released. He's been giving a $9,000 bond. But yeah, you can't have gambling machines in South Carolina. If you want to gamble, I suggest other places to go, like Mississippi, or go up to Cherokee, North Carolina, if you're in North Charleston. They have casinos there. State of Tennessee, it is election day today. Head to the polls. Polls are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. in the Volunteer State. Well, early voting in Tennessee increased 11% from the 2014 election. Early voting numbers are up compared to this same election from four years ago as voters across the state are seeing momentum from the Up the Vote 901 campaign and similar campaigns across the state of Tennessee. Uh, good news there. Good, good to have people participating. As we had earlier this week on the Y'all Show, Joel Ebert of the Tennessean newspaper was on to tell us all about the primary taking place today in Tennessee. You've got a primary Republican and Democratic primary for governor, for U.S. Senate in Tennessee also. Congressional races going on. It is a chock-full day if you're a Tennessean of choices if you go into the polling booth today. That is, if you if you're voting today and you didn't early vote. And we'll have the results of the major elections in Tennessee on the Friday, y'all. So make sure you hang on for all the goodness there. Dateline Slidell, Louisiana, and two men accused of car break-ins jumped into a canal where one of them, Rawkinsey Durgan, age 22, had to be rescued because he couldn't swim. A police dog ended up catching the teenager who was treated for bites and taken to juvenile detention, but police were brought in at 3 a.m. because Durgan couldn't swim, and they ended up rescuing him. Durgan and the teen were arrested on seven counts, each of simple burglary and one of resisting an officer. Durgan also faces a count of contributing to delinquency. The moral of the story, don't jump in a canal if you can't swim, and also don't jump in a canal at three in the morning. Do it more like when the sun's out, perhaps. That would be a, a good idea. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, how about this? Southern boy David Hasselhoff. Yeah, Mr. Baywatch. He was born in Baltimore, and then he grew, he grew up in Georgia and in Florida, 
in the Atlanta area, I know is where he went to high school. David Hasselhoff just got married over the last couple of days to his third wife, model Haley Roberts. Congrats to David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff is 66 years old, and his new bride is dun, 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 38 years old. So almost a 30-year age difference between the two, but it looks like they're in love. The couple first, this is, I don't know if this is going to pass in today's world where you have all the social justice warriors getting on to people, but here, here's how they first met. They first met seven years ago when Hasselhoff was a judge on Britain's Got Talent. As he was filming auditions at a hotel, Roberts approached him for an autograph. Hasselhoff said he'd only give it to her if she gave him her phone number. <laughs> the pair got engaged in 2016. See, that is the advantage of being a major international superstar like David Hasselhoff. And, and you've got people wanting autographs. And, and he turns it into a chance to get a phone number and strike up a relationship. The pair got engaged in 2016, and now they're married. Congrats to Mr. and Mrs. David Hasselhoff, the southern boy doing well with his latest marriage. Here's a good feel-good story coming from Philadelphia, Mississippi. As a guy who has roots in Philadelphia, Peyton Manning, that is the hometown of his mama, Olivia Manning, well, each year, the Mannings all go to the Neshoba County Fair, which is held in late July. And when Peyton was there just a few days ago, he ends up adopting an abused rescue dog. The puppy will be leading a better life after she was adopted by the retired NFL quarterback. The puppy is described as a tiny two-pound puppy, according to the Animal Rescue Fund of Mississippi, and was rescued from a carnival worker whom rescuers came across at a county fair. So that is good news. Peyton Manning adopting an abused puppy. Good news there coming from Philadelphia, Mississippi from number 18. I guess he was number 16 when he was in Big Orange. Now, finally, here's another great story. And this is from the Boot Hill of Missouri, outside of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. The Make-A-Wish Foundation has granted a wish to a young man, a five-year-old boy from Cape Girardeau named Nate Pritchard. He has congenital heart disease, and three years ago, his parents didn't know if he would even make it home from the hospital. But in the last few days, his parents surprised him, thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, with his own horse. <laughs> and some great video. If you go to the website kfvs12.com, you'll see this youngster walking in a barn and getting his horse. He's got a cowboy hat on and is just thrilled to be able to get on his horse. Named Silver, by the way. And it make a wish helping to make his dream come true. And we wish him all the best with his new horse, Silver, and his fight against congenital heart disease for this young man from the Boot Hill of Missouri. Congrats, Nate Pritchard, on your new edition those are the headlines from across the southeast on the Y'all Show. When we come back from the break, we'll turn our attention to festivals going on across Dixie this weekend, our Fest of South feature. And a little later this hour, we're going to have our Dixie destination, Greenwood, Mississippi, where this weekend it's bikes, blues, and bayous. We'll learn all about this event for cyclists across the southeast and how cool Greenwood, Mississippi is from tamales to wonderful donuts and the scenery, and an ode to Billy Joe. That's all coming up on the Y'all Show with John Raw. 
Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Small business owners, there's something you do better than anyone else. And with Vistaprint, it's easier than ever to promote what makes your business great. In fact, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 standard cards for as low as $9.99. Check out hundreds of customizable templates or upload your own one-of-a-kind designs. You can create a business card that works as hard as you and make it as unique as your business. Just go to Vistaprint.com to get your 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 4646 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4646. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Back into the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And again, our number, we want to hear from you. It's 803-816-1170. Texas, anytime. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, hey, we want to hear from you. 803-816-1170. Also, our email address, y'allshow at y'all.com. Festive South is where we take a glance around activities and events going on in the Southeast starting this weekend, and we'll also tell you about a few things next weekend as cities and counties and municipalities across the region have festivals going on. Yes, festivals in early August. I know the kiddies are all about to go to school, and perhaps that's reason to celebrate right there. But right now, we're going to remind you about a few and tell you about some other exciting offers available for you to go check out this weekend and next weekend across the region. Step It Out in Blacksburg, Virginia is going on this weekend. BlacksburgSteppingOut.com is the website to learn more about this event. The Craftsman Summer Classic Art and Craft Festival going on in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina this weekend. In Paducah, Kentucky, on the banks of the Ohio, the 48-hour film project takes place this weekend. 4-8, the number's 48hourfilm.com is where you need to go to learn more about this cool event in Alpharetta, Georgia, just north of Atlanta. This weekend, it's the Old Soldier's Day Parade. AwesomeAlpharetta.com is the website to check out for that. Also, you've got, next. Uh, finally, this weekend that we're going to tell you a whole lot about in the next segment 
It's the STS Top 20 event, the Bikes, Blues, and Bayous in Greenwood, Mississippi. And in the next segment, Danielle Morgan from the Greenwood, Mississippi Tourism Office will be on to tell us all about this Top 20 event taking place this weekend in Greenwood, Mississippi. You don't want to miss out. Finally, this weekend in Birmingham, Alabama, Secret Stages, a summer music festival going on in the Magic City. Go check out all the acts right there in Birmingham at Secret Stages. Now, moving on to next weekend, if you're wanting to make your plans for next weekend, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, the Dan Chuck Try Five Nationals. I have no idea what that is, but if you want to go find out what it is, go to the website, thetri5nationals.com, and right there at the home of Corvette, they'll have a festival going on next week, the Dan Chuck Try Five Nationals, okay? And I'm going to click on this website right now so I don't sound like a complete goofball. The Try Five Nationals, looks like it's a car show, okay? And I, I just told you that Bowling Green is where they make Corvettes. Kind of a car show going on next week in Bowling Green. Also next week, if you're in the West Virginia region, the State Fair of West Virginia is in Fairley, West Virginia. StateFairofWV.com is the website to go to to learn more. Yeah, can you believe it's time for state fairs in the southeast? During the summertime, fairs are really more in the Midwest. But as we inch closer to the middle of fall, yeah, you'll start seeing fairs across the southeast. It's going to pick up mostly in September and October, I think, for most of you in the south. But, yeah, some places like West Virginia, they'll have their state fair in early August. And that's next weekend in Fairly, West Virginia, the state fair of, by God, West Virginia. <laughs> in the state of Kentucky, in Henderson, Kentucky, that's an active place. We told you about a songwriters festival they had in Henderson last weekend. Well, on August 10th and 11th, they'll have the Bluegrass in the Park and Folk Life Festival taking place in Henderson. Bluegrassinthepark.com is the website to go and to find out more about this event right there along the banks of the Ohio as well. Upstream, though, from Paducah. Stanton, Virginia, the Stanton Music Festival takes place August 10th through the 19th. It's more than a week full of music activities taking place in Stanton there in the Shenandoah Valley. StantonMusicFestival.org is the website to go to to learn more. And in Jackson, Mississippi, the capital of the Magnolia State, on August 11th, it's the Bright Light Bellhaven Nights going on in Jackson. I assume that's right near Bellhaven University in Jackson, Mississippi. And finally, in the state capital, not of Mississippi, but of Tennessee in Nashville, the Tomato Art Festival takes place next weekend. How in the heck can you make art out of tomatoes? Well, enjoy a day of celebrating all things tomato at this festive annual Music City event as people come to Nashville every summer. And this is in the East Nashville area of Music Cities. Attendees come dressed in costume, ready to peruse maker booths, run the family-friendly 5K, and partake in the Bloody Mary contest. And, of course, if you're in Nashville, there's going to be plenty of live music. That is next weekend in East Nashville, the Tomato Art Festival. I like tomatoes. I just don't know how well that goes with a festival of art, too. Hey, i got to go to East Nashville and find out. I've been there. I was uh, in East Nashville last summer, and, man, that place has really changed. 
The only time I ever ventured into East Nashville when I lived there 15, 20 years ago was to play golf. There was a public course along the banks of the Cumberland. Otherwise, you just didn't go into East Nashville. It was not a very pretty place. But it's really changed, and they're really trendy in East Nashville. And they even have their own tomato art festival. Going on next weekend, hey, I need to make my plans to get on my tomato costume and head to East Nashville. Well, I'm going to need to suit up this weekend, but more for getting on a bicycle because it's Bike Blues and Bayous taking place not in Nashville, but in Greenwood, Mississippi. But we've got a country music connection to Greenwood that we're going to tell you all about in the next segment when we welcome Danielle Morgan of the Greenwood, Mississippi Tourism Office. She's going to come in and tell us about the event going on this weekend and how you should get to Greenwood throughout the year with all the cool stuff in this Mississippi Delta town. That's ahead on the Y'all Show with John Ross. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2 liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Lightning can spark a fire in seconds. So today, I'll show you how to protect your belongings by covering them in a fireproof blanket fort. All you need is a hammer, nails, and 700 fireproof blankets. Upon completion, you'll notice your apartment isn't just fireproof, it's also extremely cozy. You could try to protect your valuables with a fireproof blanket fort, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Go to geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. I was out chopping cotton and my brother was baling hay. And at dinner time we stopped and walked back to the house to eat. And mama hollered at the back door, y'all remember to wipe your feet. It's the Y'all Show, back with you on a Thursday. Hope y'all are doing good. This is John Rawl, and we love to talk about our events going on across the southeast, our Dixie destinations, and our Dixie destination this week in our Festive South listing of places is Greenwood, Mississippi, LaFlora County in the Mississippi Delta in North Mississippi. And we've got Danielle Morgan, the tourism official from Greenwood, on with us now on the Y'all program. Hello, Danielle. Hi, John. Hope you're doing well. Now, one of the things we're going to talk to you about, Danielle, is bikes, blues, and bayous. And I, am I saying it right? Because I know in some parts of Mississippi, it's bayous. So I don't want to mess that up. Bayous. That's what we say here in the Delta. Okay. Well, I think uh, a fellow Delta resident and native Charlie Pride, I think I've heard him call it bayous in one of his songs. So. <laughs> 
but I just want to make sure I get it right. But Danielle is she's in Greenwood, and again, Greenwood is in North Mississippi. If you drew a line between Jackson, Mississippi, and Memphis, Tennessee, it's about halfway, but it's yeah. over over toward the Mississippi River where it is absolutely flat, and it is a unique part of our southern culture, the Delta of Mississippi, and we'll get into that, but uh, Greenwood is a great place to go. We're going to also get into some places you can go and see while you're in the area, not only for this event, but anytime you're in Greenwood, and, and I told Danielle the other day on the phone, this is an absolutely true confession, I have been to Greenwood <laughs> on my honeymoon, that it was the destination that I went to, and so... <laughs> I've been, I've been to, I, I've, and it's a good place. And you're, you're laughing, Danielle, and our audience might be laughing. Like, what in the world? Why would anybody go to Greenwood, Mississippi, for a honeymoon? Well, we're going to tell you why right here in this interview. But up first, let's talk about this event, bikes, blues, and bayous. I've been watching the folks over in France race around on bicycles, and I'm like, these people are crazy. Look at all these big, big mountains they're climbing. My goodness, I don't mind getting on a bike, but I don't want to climb a mountain. There are no mountains in LaFleur County, Mississippi. No, it is a flat ride, which is, is great. Um, and it's also, it's not a race, it's a ride. Okay. So um, it's really about having a good time and enjoying um, the views and seeing the Delta. Um, one of the biggest attractions from this ride is that we have um, four rest areas, and they all have live music. Um, they all have their own refreshments, and um, from everything from a, a, sh- a champagne p- fountain filled with pickle juice really? to um, to Delta tea sandwiches. <laughs> they run the gamut in what they have to offer, but they're very, very popular, and that's a lot of what makes this ride so much fun, and it takes about um, close to 300 volunteers to make it happen. So. <laughs> now, this is a fairly new event, and again, this is going to be taking place in Greenwood, Mississippi, this weekend. So get to Greenwood. It's not too late. And tell us some more of the juicy details of this actual weekend event. Okay, great. This is uh, So this is actually the 11th year. Um, last year we hit about 1,100 riders, so it is the largest ride in Mississippi. Um, really fun event, Friday night. You know, it was great. People come into town, eat at a lot of Greenwood's known for our wonderful restaurants, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kick it off with packet pickup at the Alluvian downtown. The Alluvian's our Four Diamond boutique property um, on the heart of downtown Greenwood. They have a great uh, spa there as well, and then the Viking Cooking School is also there across the street from the hotel. So uh, a lot of people like to come in early and take advantage of some of those things. And then Saturday morning we kick off about 7 o'clock, and there's um, several courses that you can do. You can do uh, – there's an 11-mile ride, a 22, a 46, and a 62-mile ride. So a little something for everybody. All right. Now let's rewind. You just mentioned two things that I don't want to overlook. You mentioned that the Alluvian is a four-diamond, four-diamonds hotel and Viking Cooking School. Now, if you're not familiar with Viking, Viking is a high-end appliance maker that makes stoves and refrigerators, commercial-grade stuff, and they have a history of being in Greenwood, Mississippi, and they have a cooking school still there in Greenwood that you can actually attend and learn. I guess this is the perfect way to say, I don't know how to cook. We'll go to Greenwood, Mississippi, and you'll learn how to cook. 
<laughs> That's right. And the cooking school is, um, it's the only Viking cooking school, except there's, uh, there's one in Atlantic City. So this is the only one um, still around for, for cooking. And it's really, it's about fun. You know, it's not a, a stuffy, stiff cooking school. You kind of have a glass of wine, kick back. Uh, there's two types. You can do demonstration style where they do all the cooking and you just eat and drink. Or there's a hands-on portion that you can do uh, where you actually prepare the food. and then they, But they all end in a meal, and there's always plenty of wine in true Delta fashion. So. Yeah. Well, if you attend this weekend's event, you've got what they call a packet pickup, and that's going to be taking place Friday from 3 to 8 at the Alluvian on Saturday uh, starting at 6 a.m., and that, uh, of course, in Greenwood, Mississippi. Uh, again, you don't have to be the world's greatest bicyclist you don't have to be competing for the tour de france if you just like to get out and take a nice ride this is an event that you can come to and take part the bikes blues and bayous mississippi's largest ride i didn't even realize that uh, you had as many people until i saw the amount that you promoted here with being the largest ride in the state of mississippi Right, right. It's really exciting, and it's grown. It's grown by about ten percent every year. We um, we have eight hundred and twenty five hotel rooms, so we're we're sort of outgrowing our our uh, coverage, and people are starting to rent out their homes and things for the event. So, um, and it's also spills over into other communities. So that's a great thing too. Yeah, like um, nearby Itabina, home of Mississippi Valley State, is part of this. And that's right. They have a rest stop there, um, and then Minner City has a rest area as well money mississippi um which is near uh tallahatchie flats and robert johnson's grave which are also great greenwood attractions um and then um also there's there's uh minner city which is the methodist church there and the church ladies have a mighty fine delta spread with um complete with fresh flowers and silver and frozen grapes and tea sandwiches so that's uh one of the most popular spots they also have sonic ice to refill your water bottles so that's always uh enjoyable in uh, august heat now one of the places also i listed listed as a rest stop is crump house i'm not familiar with that that is um that is actually just a private home okay. of um the crump bill crump and um, they are—they're—they're they're who have the pickle juice fountain. Oh, ah, okay. So that's, that's a really popular spot. Um, you know, pickle juice prevents cramping, so um, they have little shot glasses, and you just fill them up and and take a shot, and that's supposed to uh, help prevent cramping. So they say, but it's a, a great attraction there at the Crump's house. Well, if you love college football, I want to warn you in case you don't like this team. Your your colors for this weekend's event are for if you get a T-shirt, which I guess is your fancy bicycling type shirt, you got purple and gold. Who came up right. with that? Because I know you, I don't think you're an LSU person. Who came up with that? <laughs> well, you know, it actually changes from year to year. Okay. Um, different uh, people kind of collect the jerseys as they go, so there's a lot of different. Um, this year, I think there's a neon green one and a pink one as well. Uh, so okay. they, they kind of vary back and forth um, okay. each year. We our our cyclist, um, our Money Road Cycling Club, who was originally who originally started this ride, um, they kind of we defer to them on the color schemes uh-huh. that bikers might like. Okay, well, again, it's it's. A but great no, th- if I had my say, they'd be maroon. <laughs> 
and and white. Don't leave out white. Right, right. All right. I uh, want to ask you again, what is the easiest, best way for people who are listening to us to register to attend this weekend's Bike Blues and Bayous in Greenwood? Um, you can visit the website. It's bikesbluesbayous.com. Um, and you can go there and register um, up until, I believe, the day, uh, up until Friday. So okay. we, um, we'd we love to have anybody. And uh, if, if you need help with lodging, we can try to point you in the right direction. There may be a few few homes available still so uh, i know all the hotels are booked but we can definitely help point point you in the right direction here at our office well again if you can't get there this weekend for this event again danielle morgan is our guest here and she's with the greenwood mississippi tourism office greenwood a, a great place to go stop off as i have i'll give you a first-hand testimonial Oh, they're on a on a honeymoon, so it's a good place. You got a four diamond hotel. You got great eateries. The Crystal Grill is one of my all time favorite restaurants. I know you probably don't want to get into the business of listing great places, but I will. Great place. Good, good. Great place. And the thing that I love most about Greenwood, more than anything, maybe, is the variety of Mississippi Delta tamales that you have in Greenwood. That's right. That's right. And help me remember where all they are. I know the Alluvian has some at their restaurant. They do. Gardenia's has them. Crystal Grill has them. Um, uh, one that people might not think about is Honest Abe's Donut Shop oh, yeah. even has tamales, and they're very popular as well. Cereos. Um, it's not hard to find a tamale in Greenwood, that's for sure. Um, Fan and Johnny's, that's uh, Taylor Bow and Ricketts Place. Um, they have uh, homemade tamales there as well. So it's interesting, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's, you probably know, there's Delta-style tamales, there's Italian-style tamales, there's, uh, you know, more Mexican-style tamales, so yeah. there's, a, there's a variety for sure. And another neat place in Greenwood that has a, a movie about it is Lusco's. That's right. Lusco's. That's, right. That's the movie. I think Denzel Washington's character was based in the Greenwood area, or the movie was made in Greenwood, and he like Mississippi Masala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And yeah, it, that was one. And then we also have another little movie that was made here, The Help, which uh, is um, a really, really popular attraction. We have a, a self-guided tour you can take and see all the sites. About ninety percent of the movie was filmed here in Greenwood, um, so most of the homes are here. And the cooking school, actually, their most popular cooking class is um, inspired by The Help. Oh, really? so fried chicken, turnip greens, uh, biscuits, and cornbread. Uh, so Southern Specialties, and that's still, um, even here seven years later, that's still their number one um, seller there at the cooking school. And if you want to do a little shopping, there's good shopping places in Greenwood. One of my favorites, and you may get a good chuckle out of this, Danielle, is Cornfeld's. <laughs> Yes, yes, you have to go to Cornfields and see. Uh, tell them, tell them what they have to see. Go, there. go see Bubba, and Cornfields is a combination big and tall store. And I've never seen a bigger pair of underwear in my life. He sells a pair of underwear that would fit around a Volkswagen Beetle. I'm telling, you. and 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 he sells it. People actually order it, and he'll ship it to a, to you. But he'll he love Bubba loves to pull that out and show you. It's it's hilarious. That's right. It's fun to take a picture with the big underwear. Yeah. <laughs> But he's also, in addition to big and tall, he's got Harley Davidson gear in there, and he's like the only place in that part of the Delta that sells Harley Davidson equipment and 
clothing and stuff. So it's quite a combination at Bubba Cornfeld's store just across the railroad tracks from the Crystal Grill. And another neat thing about Greenwood, you know you're in small town America when Amtrak, which stops off in Greenwood, comes into town, it literally shuts the town down, at least the street street that it has to get off, the passengers get on and get off. Very true. It's on my work route. And um, Greenwood is actually a uh, – we're on the city of New Orleans, so um, between Chicago and New Orleans, and we're actually um, – a really busy stop. We have a lot of people come through on the city of New Orleans, and they also transfer their employees here in Greenwood. Oh. So that's why it takes a little longer sometimes because um, they're unloading all the staff and reloading new staff. So um, it can be frustrating, but we're glad that that's uh, another way people can get here to Greenwood. Well, again, because Greenwood's flat, it's not that hard to make me, if you see the trains just sitting there in the middle of the street for 30 minutes, you can kind of go around it. You can find a way to get around it. But it, it literally does shut off one of your main streets for about 30 minutes every time it's, it comes into town. Right, but right. No, it does. For no sure. real reason to build an overpass or anything. I don't think the demand is that bad. But <laughs> it is it's truly a great place. And it's not that far, not that hard to get to. Greenwood is not, but about 25 minutes from I-55. And you can That's come right. to Greenwood from Grenada or from Winona. Winona's on U.S. 80, what is it, 82? 82. Yeah, mm -hmm. U.S. 82, about 25 miles. And, of course, on the other side of 82 is Greenville, Mississippi. You cross over the Mississippi River at Greenville, and you go into Arkansas. But kind of a centrally located place. And, again, the Delta, and I'm a guy who's not from the Delta, but I can tell you it is a – place in a part of the south that unless you've been there you don't have any idea the delta lifestyle and the way it looks even until you actually put feet on the ground and see it and enjoy the history and the food and the people of the delta i sound like i'm the greenwood mississippi tourism official <laughs> You could be. Hey, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind <laughs> next time I'm looking for um, for somebody. But, you know, it is uh, – many people say that the Delta is the south south yeah. and the most southern place on earth. Um, and, and I really believe that, you know, and I think um, – we're particularly visitors. If they ever come, they they typically fall in love and are enamored with the Delta. A lot of people don't know what all there is to offer here, but there's a there's definitely something special about it. And we don't know if it's in the soil or the the water or the river or what it is, but there's definitely something that's um, you know a lot of incredible cultures been born from you know music and writers and. Um, different things so we're uh, we love it here and we're glad you love it i think you're an honorary delta and it sounds well like. i'll take the job when you leave when you get promoted <laughs> when you get promoted to money mississippi tourism director <laughs> i'll take the job at greenwood and they don't have to pay me with cash just pay me with a lifetime supply of tamales that's that's all Perfect. i'm looking for that's all i'm Perfect. looking for we'll work for tamales and and i didn't even ask what's your favorite dessert at the crystal grill are you a dessert I don't think I've had it because I've been so stuffed on tamales and the other great food they have there. I don't think I've had a chance to uh, have dessert, but mainly because, you know, something I love Honest Abe's donuts and yeah, you, you can find good. Honest Abe's in Greenwood and okay. I save up for Honest Abe's donuts. And, <laughs> and so that's kind of been my comfort food when I'm there not having tamales. So yeah. right, right. It's a, it's a, it's a fun place. And, I guess because I'm not a, a Delta 
by birth and, and never lived in the Delta. One thing I like about Greenwood as compared to other towns in the Delta, you are on the edge of the Delta. So if you really need to get away from it, if it's just you just need that break and you need to see like hills, right. 20 minutes, you're, you're in the hills. So I, I like that aspect of Greenwood too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've got we're two rivers, um, the Yazoo and the Tallahatchie. We didn't even we didn't cover that, but that's um, that's a cool thing too. Greenwood's kind of nestled between two rivers. It is uh, Greenwood. What you said, the Tallahatchie it, it meets which what river? Um, the Tallahatchie and the Yazoo. Okay. Um, and they form the Yalabusha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the Tallahatchie and the Yalabusha form the Yazoo River. I think it's the way it works. Yeah, reverse that. Okay. Well, speaking <laughs> of reverse, the river does go in reverse around Greenwood. It's kind of strange when you're there, but Greenwood's got a weird river flow. In fact, Danielle, I'm going to really bore our, our audience. Earlier on the show on Wednesday, I talked about how I like the Civil War. You all have a, a relic of the Civil War right there in the Tallahatchie River in Greenwood, the Star of the West, the ship That's that right. opened up the Civil War when Citadel cadets from the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, fired on that ship. It's actually sunk in the river to protect it from Yankees sailing down to try to get to Vicksburg. So another interesting part of Greenwood history right there. Yeah, that actually is a super cool story. And um, there's also, in addition to the Star of the West, there's also, I believe, um, 13 other boats that were scuttled around Greenwood. So some local people have explored those. And um, uh, one of them was the the SS Gay, I believe. And there's some other ones. But um, a lot of really interesting stuff in that river for sure and um the the story of fort pemberton is really really an interesting one for sure they tell that story at museum of the mississippi delta here in greenwood Uh um is sort of the interpretive component of fort pemberton so if you're interested in that that's a great story and we can't talk about the tallahatchie river without talking about bobby gentry so what can you tell us about that that's right. So she has a uh, country music marker there on the Tallahatchie River, um, just on the end of Grand Boulevard before you cross over on the Money Road. And um, we have a lot of people that come come to see her site. You know, she's uh, still a uh, subject of intrigue and mystery. I just saw yesterday they're actually releasing a box set of her um all of her albums, and then it's going to also have, I think, 75 unreleased uh, recordings. So that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, people are still – she um, lived in Greenwood for a time and attended Bankston Elementary right there by the bridge. So it's um, – She's it's still alive, cool right? She's still alive. She has been a, a recluse for many years. Um, last year was the 50th anniversary of Ode to Billy Joe. You know, yeah. it, it knocked the Beatles off the charts. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty – Pretty heady stuff for a girl from Mississippi. Yeah. And um, she went on to have a great career doing, uh, I think she produced and did a lot of other things, but just kind of stepped out of the spotlight. But I recently saw a picture of her, and she looked incredible. (laughs) She's still beautiful. Yeah, that's one thing about those Mississippi girls. They sure look pretty for the most part. And I, we hold up well. We think it's the humidity. And we've been talking to one right now with Danielle Morgan of the Greenwood Tourism Office, Greenwood, Mississippi. Danielle, thank you very much. Again, the event is Bikes, Blues, and Bayous this weekend in Greenwood, Mississippi. And you can go to visitgreenwood.com. It's where you need to go to learn more about Greenwood all year long. Danielle, thank you very much, and have a great event this weekend. Thank you. 
Thank you, John. We appreciate it. All right. Well, that wraps up the Y'all Show in hour one of today. When we come back in hour two, we were talking about purple and gold LSU. Well, we're going to have Billy Gamilla of And the Valley Shook. He'll be stopping by to help preview LSU football 2018. Will Coach O turn it around in Death Valley? That's coming up ahead on the Y'all Show with John Ross. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. (sighs) There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Small business owners, there's something you do better than anyone else. And with Vistaprint, it's easier than ever to promote what makes your business great. In fact, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 standard cards for as low as $9.99. Check out hundreds of customizable templates or upload your own one-of-a-kind designs. You can create a business card that works as hard as you and make it as unique as your business. Just go to Vistaprint.com to get your 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 4646 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4646. Back we are. This is the Y'all Show on a Thursday. Hour 2 commences. I'm John Rawl. This is the show that's talked with a southern accent. Y'all, we discuss all kinds of goodness on the Y'all Show. Music, sports, entertainment, gossip, opinion, politics. We have a lot of political talk coming on the Friday show as we wrap up what happened in Tennessee today. As people go to the polls in the primary in the volunteer state, we'll have that on the Friday, y'all. We have all kinds of music information. We've got sports info. we got a lot of sports info coming up before we get out of here today. As our guest starting in the next segment will be Billy Gamilla of the website and the Valley Shook. And the valley that they're talking about is Death Valley, the one in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And LSU football. Billy is an insider on LSU football, and we'll find out about the purple and gold in the next segment. We'll get his take on Ed Orgeron's football team and the SEC as well. Billy Gamilla coming up 
and the valleyshook.com and SB Nation site is who Billy works with. That is ahead on the Y'all Show. And now on the Y'all Show, we have our Buy the Book feature, B-U-Y the Book, where we look at great reads available across the Southeast. If you like to pick up a little book from time to time and learn about things that you can only find in a book, well, we've got a couple of good ones for you to check out. The first one is from author James A. McLaughlin. It's called Bearskin, a Novel. And this is a raw and compelling book filled with sights, smells, and sounds truly observed. It's a powerful debut and an absolute showcase of exceptional prose. There are very few first novels when I feel compelled to circle brilliant passages, but James McLaughlin's writing had me doing just that. That is from New York Times critic C.J. Box on this best-selling book, Bearskin, a Novel. I think it's got to do with Virginia, Appalachia, and must involve a bear. I haven't read it. Done quite well, and you should check it out. Bearskin, a novel from James A. McLaughlin. Here's a book that's a proven winner, of course. When you're tied into Southern living, you have a pretty good advantage from the get-go. This is a book out there on hardcover called What Can I Bring Southern Food for Any Occasion Life Serves Up? And it is from the editors of Southern Living. This book comes from Southern Living's popular feature, What Can I Bring? And the editors essentially took care of that question by answering it with all kinds of delicious entrees for you to have. Recipes include a take on sour cream coffee cake which is perfect for welcoming a new neighbor. Delicious salads, chicken, shrimp, and pimento. You won't go wrong at the church picnic. Amazing sides, including lemon rice and spoon bread. I haven't heard of spoon bread. Spoon bread, perfect for rounding out the potluck table. And comfort food that no one will be able to say no to. Comfort food that includes vegetable beef stew, chicken pod pie, and chicken and dumplings. Again, the book is called What Can I Bring? Southern Food for Any Occasion Life Serves Up from the editors of Southern Living Magazine. And that's out right now for you to consume and be envious of. I'd love to have any of that right there. Two-time National Book Award winner Jasmine Ward has a new book called Sing, Unburied, Sing, a novel. Interesting title. This book it's going to be about Jojo, a 13-year-old, trying to understand what it means to be a man. He doesn't lack in fathers. He doesn't lack in fathers to study. Chief among them, his black grandfather Pop. But there are other men who complicate his understanding. His absent white father Michael, who is being released from prison. His absent white grandfather Big Joseph, who won't acknowledge his existence, and the memories of his dead uncle Given, who died as a teenager. His mother, Liani, is an inconsistent presence in his and his toddler sister's lives. Kind of a dysfunctional book, it sounds like. Again, this is the book, Sing, Unburied, Sing, a novel, winner of the National Book Award and the New York Times Top Ten Best Book of the Year from author Jasmine Ward. Now, the book out by George Saunders. This came out earlier this year, Lincoln in the Bardo, a novel. It's February 1862. The Civil War is less than a year old. Fighting is going on all over the place. Meanwhile, 
President Lincoln's beloved eight-year-old son, Willie, lies upstairs in the White House gravely ill. And this novel is based on Lincoln and the Bardo's an astonishing feat of imagination and a bold step forward from one of the most important and influential writers of the generation, George Saunders. Lincoln in the Bardo, a novel. A New York Times bestseller winner of the Man Booker Prize. From Jim Lucas and Jane Hearn comes A Past That Won't Rest, Images of the Civil Rights Movement in Mississippi. It's a great book that's got lots of good, stunning pictures from that time period in our nation's history. This book has stunning photographs taken by Lucas, who died in 1980, but was an exceptional documentary photographer with great black and white images taken from 1964 to 1968. You'll see images of civil rights workers in Neshoba County, which is where that awful killing happened in 1964, I think it was. Also, the James Meredith March Against Fear and Senator Robert F. Kennedy's visit to the Mississippi Delta in like 1967, I think it was, that he went there prior to him running for president. So it's a book that really is a blast from the past with great pictures and more, a past that won't rest, images of the civil rights movement in Mississippi, photos by Jim Lucas, edited by Jane Hearn. And our last book for this week is The New Inheritors from author Kent Wascom. He's one of the most exciting and ambitious emerging voices in American fiction, and his book here is about the story of the Woolsack family in Civil War, New Orleans, and the New Inheritors. He's written the most powerful and poignant novel yet. So another book kind of going back in history, looking at war years, and it's from author Kent Wascom. The New Inheritors, a novel. Hey, we want to remind you on the next edition of By the Book, we're going to have an actual guest with us. Inman Majors, he's got a brand new book called Penelope Lemon, Game On. Inman is the nephew of former Tennessee and Pittsburgh head football coach Johnny Majors, and I've had a chance to meet Inman on more than one occasion and featured him and interviewed him, and just a really cool guy with roots in Tennessee. And his new book is coming out, and just I think it's next week it actually debuts, and we're going to be talking with him on the next Buy the Book feature of the Y'all Show. And so you'll get to hear from a an author who's already penned several books and has this new one out called Penelope Lemon. So it should be a lot of fun. And if we're lucky, we'll get Inman to talk a little football. As I know, football runs, it's the, it's the family business. And in several of his books, including Love's Winning Plays, a novel, football is key as part of the background of the book. So Inman Majors appearing on By the Book the next time we get together for that on the Y'all Show. Well, we'll be talking football in the next segment as Billy Gamilla of And the Valley Shook, an SB Nation site, is going to stop by and give us the full breakdown on Bayou Bengal football. LSU Sports Talk coming up next with Billy on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. 
Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Small business owners, there's something you do better than anyone else. And with Vistaprint, it's easier than ever to promote what makes your business great. In fact, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 standard cards for as low as $9.99. Check out hundreds of customizable templates or upload your own one-of-a-kind designs. You can create a business card that works as hard as you and make it as unique as your business. Just go to Vistaprint.com to get your 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 4646 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4646. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And we are back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. On a Thursday, as we are winding down today's show, we're going to now switch over to SEC football talk. Everybody okay with that? Yeah, I thought so. And as we do on this show, we feature all college football. We spotlighted the Southern Conference on Tuesday. On the Wednesday show, we had a report on the Atlantic Coast Conference from Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports. And as we do on each Thursday, we spotlight the Southeastern Conference as SEC schools getting ready, if they haven't already, getting ready to start practice for the fall and kickoff is less than one month away now. And we're all excited about that. Well, we're now going to talk to an expert on LSU football. He's from the website and the Valley Shook. That is an SB Nation site. He is Billy Gamilla, and he's joining us now from Baton Rouge. Hello, Billy. Hey, man. How you doing? Well, Billy, I want to ask you, since SEC Media Days was two weeks ago, anything of note that, that you know that came out of it this year? No, I, I do think it was interesting to see some of the talk of the nine-game schedule. I do I do know that's probably more of an inevitability than, than some people want to think about, particularly coaches. I know they're not all e- eager to have that extra conference game, that extra you know potential loss on there. It, it's... 
I do find myself wondering sometimes if the SEC is less a united front and more just a collection of teams that are all kind of out for their own interest, whereas for a long time under previous commissioners, it was it was very much a united front, and, and everybody kind of looked the same way. And next couple of years, we'll see how that changes. I know there's a, a there's going to be another push to try and get rid of the, the permanent opponents across divisions at some point. To me, I, I don't know that the divisional setup will be maintainable long term, so I, we'll just have to see what happens. Was there any talk, because I, I missed the whole thing about nine games added to the schedule as a possibility. Was there also any talk about Auburn switching divisions to the east? Not that I know of. I know that's something they bring up, and you know, I, I get it. Because at the end of the day, Auburn was, for most intents and purposes, uh, an, an Eastern team for a long time. LSU, which has you know a heck of a little rivalry with Auburn over the last twenty years, long time didn't play them very much. Mm-hmm. You know, spent more time playing Alabama and Mississippi State. I think we played Texas A&M more times overall, and they've only been in the conference for a couple of years now than we have Auburn. So moving it make, makes a lot of moving it makes a lot of sense, and really the only reason they wound up in the West was there was that was the only way to to maintain the rivalry with Alabama while allowing Alabama to also play Tennessee every year. Right. So at some point, I think there's going to have to be some sort of divisional realignment. I mean, Missouri's in in the West. That doesn't. I mean, in the East, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. So sure, they'll have to figure something out. Maybe like a pod system or something like that. I know a lot of people bring that up from time to time and to me i think that's that's what's eventually going to make the most sense but but that's a couple years off well with that brings uh uh, lsu into the picture because you talk about a potential pod system where i guess you get grouped into a certain number of, of teams and lsu doesn't have that natural in state opponent from a rivalry standpoint within the conference at least so a lot of people say, well, who the heck is LSU's rival? So, Billy, who the heck is LSU's rival? Sobriety. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, it's one thing that I enjoy is we kind of don't really like anybody, and we kind of have a lot of them. You know, if, if you ask 10 LSU fans, you'd probably get a couple different answers. Some people will still say Ole Miss. Some people will say Alabama. Some people will say Auburn. Some people will say Texas A&M. I, I can I can name a couple that would that would tell you Tulane still, even though LSU doesn't play them in football, and and next year won't even play them in baseball, where the rivalry is still pretty relevant. So it, there's not that natural rival, but I'm okay with that because we, we get to we get to kind of bring the bring that eye, level of ire for a lot of different teams based on the year. Last couple of years, the Florida game has been pretty heated, and that's always fun. Right. Well, I think historically Ole Miss is LSU's biggest rival. Unfortunately for LSU fans, that that rivalry has been one where often one of the two teams is really down, as in the cases. Mostly it's been Ole Miss, but, man, don't forget about the 90s when LSU was absolutely terrible for, what, 10 10 years or so? Yeah, with a couple of pockets for uh, for, successor Jay Leonardo, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to forget that LSU was bad. It's also easy to forget Alabama was bad. Twelve years ago, Alabama was begging for a bowl game, and yep. all that has changed. And so, LSU fans have stepped up. They want to make Alabama that big rivalry if they can, because look, Alabama's had a reign on the SEC West 
for the most part. LSU came closer than anybody in 2017, beating them in the conference except for the Auburn game, of course, where Alabama did lose that game. But LSU and Coach Ogeron, he knows how big beating Alabama is. Well, I mean, right now, if you want to get back to winning, to playing championship-level football, that's the hurdle you've got to get over. They're, they're the, the, the best team in the country, the best program in the country, and they're in your division. There's no getting around them. Yeah. So you don't really have any choice but try and go through them, and that, that's going to take some time. And the hope is that Ogeron can get the program moving in that direction. Well, we're going to talk big time with you in just a few about LSU specifically, but let's let's skip past the Crimson Goliath for a moment. Anybody else SEC West we need to keep our eye on with on the on the Western side here in 2018. Well, I think Auburn is the safest bet to be number two to Alabama right now. They've got a lot coming back. Their defense is still be very good. They've got an experienced quarterback. I do think they're going to have some issues in terms of replacing Carryon Johnson, who was very much the heartbeat of that team. And and when you saw him out of the lineup in the SEC championship game, and then in, and then in the bowl game, they struggled a lot. So. The, to me, the big subplot there is can Jared sit him, take a step up and kind of run the offense with that group of receivers they've got coming back, or are they going to have to try and find another bell cow running back? I'm not sure that they've got that on that team right now. We'll see see how that develops for them. Well, a rivalry that's trying to be built back up to some degree is the final opponent LSU now has on the schedule, which is Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher goes to College Station. What do you think about the Aggies in 2018? I think he's got a little bit of a rebuild ahead of him, especially in terms of the style that he wants, the style of program, the style of football team that Jimbo Fisher likes to have. You know, A&M, they've been that up-tempo spread team for a couple of years under Kevin Sumlin, and They've got some some good skill players. They've got a couple of, of highly recruited quarterbacks, but I see a team that's got a lot of work to do on both sides of the line of scrimmage if they want to be the kind of program that Jimbo Fisher used to have. And, and I don't think he's going to get get them there overnight. It's going to take some time. Yeah. What about the new faces in the SEC West? Moorhead at Mississippi State. He's not really all that new, but he is officially the head coach in Oxford, Matt Luke, and then you've got a new coach in Fayetteville. They're all to me. They've all got kind of their own strengths and weaknesses. I think I feel like Matt Luke was kind of a a hold the rope higher for Ole Miss with everything that was going on with the NCAA. They probably couldn't get as much interest as they would in in other hiring cycles as an SEC team that can pay a lot of money to you know to, to just about any coach. So to me, Matt Luke, he did a good job last year. He, I, I would say he probably had them at pretty close to the same record as Hugh Freeze would have had with that team, especially given that Hugh Freeze's last year, they were, they were five and seven. They weren't all that great anyway. So I think he's got his work ahead of him. Just, just kind of keep things going. And in a couple of years, may, maybe you move on from him. But I, and I imagine things won't be in too dark of a place, but right now he's got his work cut out for him. Joe Moorhead, I thought was an interesting hire from Mississippi State. Not a not a Southern guy, but I, I don't think that's a huge deal. Gives them somebody with a, a a a true system to recruit to, 
which I think is an advantage for a program like Mississippi State because you don't want to necessarily try and jump right in and go head to head with Alabama and LSU for recruits. Mm-hmm. You can, but you can go after guys that maybe are a little lower on their list and then coach those guys up to do the things that you want to do, which is which which are going to be a little different. Kind of like run the option or anything like that. So people be doing it with with that RPO, you know, up tempo spread offense. I do wonder how it's going to fit the players. That are there. They've got a lot back at Mississippi State, a lot of production returning, a, a very good quarterback in Nick Fitzgerald, but a quarterback that fit Dan Mullen's style, which was a lot more run heavy and less about trying to, to throw the ball down the field as much. And same thing with those receivers. I think they've got receivers that would that fit the offense they had. So I think to me the question is, is does Joe Moorhead come in and try to fit the scheme to the players he's got or is he try to shoehorn them into his scheme if it's the latter i wonder how successful he'll be there uh, at least early on so he can get the players he wants it's Bi- a, makes Bi- for a rough transition billy have you been a little bit surprised but by some of the prognosticators putting mississippi state at least midway through the sec west standings at the end some even a little bit higher well, no, they've they've got a lot of talent coming back. They should have a, another good team similar to what they had last year. They've got as good a defensive line as anybody in the SEC with, with Jeffrey Simmons and Montez Sweat. And and they, they do have a good group of backs coming back. They've got Fitzgerald. You know, Nick Fitzgerald alone, having a good quarterback puts you ahead of at least half, that, half the SEC West division right now. You know, just having a guy that's proven. And – if Joe Moorhead's the coach that a lot of people think he is, he'll find a way to, to, to meld that talent with his style and, and what they do well and what he wants to do and not necessarily try to, to hammer that round peg into that square hole, but, but we have to see how he does that. Mm-hmm. And finally, in Fayetteville, a new coach taking over the Hogs, Chad Morris, coming over from SMU and, of course, spent some time in Clemson as an assistant. Your thoughts on the Piggies? Yeah, and I think that's kind of a similar situation to Mississippi State in that he's got a specific system that he can recruit to, and I think that's a, a, what you need to do at Arkansas, that, that spread-up tempo style. Don't necessarily come in and think we're going to try to out Alabama, Alabama, because you're not going to do that right now, especially at Arkansas. I do think it's going to be a rough transition ha- coming from, from Brett Bielema, who wanted to, to have that more physical line of scrimmage style of offense and kind of, you know, basically try to recreate Wisconsin and the SEC. And I think he found out that's a lot harder to do when you don't have a walk-on system that brings in, you know, six foot five, 250 pound farm boys that you can slap 50 pounds on in a weight program. It's, it, you gotta, you gotta go out and recruit those guys down here. And, and he couldn't really do that at Arkansas. So I think Morris, He's got some. He's got. A, he's got a returning offensive line. He, he's got some some veteran receivers back that that should help. Uh, Devil Whaley's not not a terrible running back, but it, it but it's going to be a transition. I think he, he he's got his work cut out for him. If he can get them to a bowl game this year, that's a really good first year. We're talking with Billy Gamilla on the Y'all Show, and Billy is with the website and the Valley Shook on SB Nation. I'm going to make Billy, before we get out of here today, give us his predicted order of finish in the SEC West. We want to know where the Bayou Bengals are going to finish. We'll have that on the other side of this timeout, and we're going to talk about Ed Orgeron's unit specifically when we come back as the Y'all Show on a Thursday winds down with more LSU talk. Stay where you are and go Tigers! 
just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Lightning can spark a fire in seconds. So today, I'll show you how to protect your belongings by covering them in a fireproof blanket fort. All you need is a hammer, nails, and 700 fireproof blankets. Upon completion, you'll notice your apartment isn't just fireproof, it's also extremely cozy. You could try to protect your valuables with a fireproof blanket fort, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Go to GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next visit. Business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well... How could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the final segment of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. On Twitter, you can find us at Y'all Show. We love to talk football on the Y'all Show. And each Thursday, you can hear us right here spotlighting SEC football in a big old way. We'll have SEC talk basically every day of the week when football season gets here. But we put an extra emphasis on the SEC. SEC takeover of the Y'all Show on Thursday, so get ready if you're not already buckled in. Billy Gamilla of And the Valley Shook, an SB Nation site, is with us. And, Billy, we're now ready for you to put on your big boy britches and talk LSU football because Tiger fans, they don't want to just go to good bowl games. They want to be in the mix for a national championship. 
Are Tiger fans going to have that wish come true in 2018? Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, I think this is Billy, still, uh, Billy, 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 come on. <laughs> no, this is still, I think, a program in transition. You, ha you, ha you know, I think Ed Ogeron inherited more of a rebuild than I think anybody really wanted to acknowledge, especially on both sides of the line of scrimmage. LSU was really lacking in there in the last couple of years. They had a lot of attrition on the offensive and defensive line. And, you know, I mean, at one point last year, they were playing some walk-on defensive linemen you know, just because of some injuries and some suspensions and things of that nature. But I do think things are building back up in that, that regard. And especially with, with the acquisition of Joe Burrow puts them a little ahead of schedule. And I think they can be improved in this, in uh, 2018, a tough schedule. You may not quite see it show up on the, on the record as much, but I think moving forward, you could maybe get back to that level in 2019 where you're going to have a whole lot of guys coming back. A reminder, LSU in 2017 finished 9-4, and four, had a big win over Texas A&M to wrap up the regular season. But, man, they dropped one in the bowl game against Notre Dame playing in the Camping World Stadium in Orlando. They lost to Notre Dame 21-17, to 17, and that had to dampen the spirit a little bit in that Citrus Bowl loss. Now coming into 2018 and year two of Ed Orgeron at the helm in Baton Rouge full-time. Now, Orgeron, let's face it, he – is still a question mark from his head coaching ability, but he has a reputation of being an incredible football recruiter. Is that still the case with him? I think so. I thought his first class was a little lower than I think what a lot of people expected, but I think mostly that was due with talent being down in Louisiana. And if Louisiana doesn't have as high, highly rated of a class – that kind of puts a ceiling on LSU to an extent. This year, I think right now they're they're somewhere in the top ten. They just picked up a big commitment today from uh, four-star wide receiver Trey Palmer, and I think they're in a good a good position with their remaining targets to, to move forward and finish strong and, and 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 fill all their needs, which is the most important thing. Now, where's Trey Palmer from? He is from Kentwood, Louisiana, uh, which is in the that that Tangipahoa Parish, Florida Parish area. Uh, there's there's a, a trio of big time talents there, and, and Palmer gives them one of them. There's uh, Devonte Lee, another wide receiver, who I believe is set to commit soon as well. Uh, I know LSU has a, a, expects to get him as well. And then there's the big the big star, a uh, big big five star defensive tackle Ishmael Sopcher, who is going to be a battle between LSU and Alabama for him down the stretch. Probably Texas A&M get involved as well, but those will be the the, the big three schools. And if if LSU can can close that one out, that'll give them the top, all the top players in Louisiana again another year in a row. Put you in a much better position to, to uh, keep keep building moving forward. Well, we know where Kentwood, Louisiana is, Billy, because not only is it the hometown of Trey Palmer, it is the hometown of one Britney Spears. How about that? Uh, that 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 it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're proud. Uh, of course. Now, you can always use the excuse that Britney Spears actually went to school across the state line in Mississippi, which is true. She she didn't get her education in Louisiana. That, 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 I, I do remember that in the, at MPSA school. If I yeah, recall. that's right. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, I forgot what it's called. It's in Macomb, but that is where she went to school. But back to LSU, and uh, that would have been a nice recruit if LSU would have been able to land her. I, I know she used to wear the LSU shirts around, so – uh, good news uh, if you're an LSU fan. Back back when Brittany was cool, I don't know if she's cool anymore. So you talked about recruiting, and Ed Orgeron didn't have to go too far to Kentwood to pull in a recruit like Palmer. 
So he's doing well on that front. How is – you talk about LSU maybe not competing from a championship standpoint in 2018. What is the biggest weakness on this football team this year? Well, I think they just have to prove themselves on offense. They, they're losing a lot of production. They, you know, I think having Joe Burrow on hand at quarterback is going to help them out a lot, but they, you know, they, they lose a Darius Geis and a Darrell Williams. Running backs coming back are not quite in that class, although they were highly recruited, and I do think they can be productive, but you don't have that that one bell cow guy. It's going to have to be more of a committee approach. I, I It's more, I think, this is just not a good matchup for this team with this schedule. You play Miami right away. You go to Auburn, where LSU has really struggled to win historically. And then, of course, you, you have Georgia rotate on the schedule this year. So right away, you know going in, you've got at least two teams on this schedule that – on town alone, outclass you in Georgia and Alabama, so that that puts you behind the eight ball a little bit, and and we'll see how they do. I'm, I my expectations are not high, but I still think this is a team that can win nine or ten games with some good breaks. And like I said, you're you're set up really well for 2019, when you're going to have possibly what four starters back on your offensive line, your top four or five receivers back, a couple of running backs plus a. a, a of what's expected to be a really good group of running backs coming in and recruiting on defense. You're going to return a lot of guys and your new starters are more likely going to be guys who have a couple, who have a couple years in the system, not, not necessarily newbies. So that's going to help out a lot. I think. Well, you mentioned the offense as having a big question over their unit in 2018. Well, a familiar face is now guiding the offense at LSU as Steve Insminger, a former LSU quarterback and a longtime assistant coach, was up to offensive coordinator in the offseason. And at SEC Media Days, I think I'm right on this, didn't Coach Orgeron put the previous offensive coordinator a little bit under the bus? He kind of – he was very glad to have a switch to Insminger here in 2018. Well, I think he was diplomatic about it. I think he made, he made no bones about it that he considered hiring Matt Canada a mistake, and I think that was evident to anybody in the you know close to the situation here that just was not a not a good fit. You know, when Ogeron was hired, he, he fully expected to bring Lane Kiffin with him from Alabama, and then Lane Kiffin ended up getting a head coaching job kind of unexpectedly at, at FAU, so that threw a wrench into that at the last second. So they went after, I think, the big name with Matt Canada, and it just wasn't a fit mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, mostly personality-wise. Canada's just kind of tough to get along with. That's his track record. You know, This is not the first job he's been a short-timer at with some success. He, he was you know, kind of giving the heave-ho out of NC State as well. He didn't last very long at Wisconsin with, Bet, with uh, Brett Bielema. So it just wasn't a great fit. It wasn't a great look because obviously Canada is your marquee hire and, and it only lasts one year. So it, you know, no one comes out of the situation looking good. But it, it brings to Ensminger, who's obviously not a big name, but but was very, very effective in the interim role. And you know they're hopeful that he can continue that. I, I do think it's a little bit different building your own offense from scratch versus just calling plays in somebody else's playbook. But I'm hopeful that, that Steve can do well here. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be fun to watch. Now, during his previous stint as a head coach at Oxford, Orgeron tried to do everything on defense, and I think it was a disaster. I'm not sure he ever should have been given the head coaching job. That's not on him. That's on the administration in Oxford for doing that. But he tried to do way too much. I think he admits that now. What is the situation with Ed Orgeron on defense in Baton Rouge? 
Well, Dave Aran is the defense coordinator. He's the highest, or he was the highest paid. I do believe uh, Brent Venables at Clemson just recently passed him up. But he 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 very much runs the show on defense. Okay. Ed Ogeron is still active in helping coach defensive linemen there, and and I think Aranda Aranda is perfectly okay with that. But he even let Aranda bring in an, a tenth assistant in uh, safety's coach Bill Burke who was a, a guy Aranda had some history with from previous jobs. And, you know, it, it's very much the Aranda show on defense. And then Ogeron kind of just runs the whole thing from, from overhead as the head coach. What are the newcomers we need to be looking out for for LSU in 2018? Well, they're, they're hoping for some good news next week on one key at one key spot with uh, cornerback Christian Fulton, who is a, a, a sophomore now who was a former five-star recruit a couple of years ago who had to sit out last year and, and may still remain suspended. He, he was suspended by the NCAA for attempting to interfere with a drug test. He didn't actually do it. He got caught, so he ended up dumping out a little vial of somebody else's urine and, and you know doing what he was supposed to do. And he actually would have passed the test because he believed that they were – testing him for one thing they were testing him for another and, and they were testing i believe for you know performance enhancing drugs and and he passed with that so he was given a two-year suspension which seems kind of ridiculous for a college athlete to essentially take away two years of his eligibility for a one-time offense and so they've been appealing and the ncaa has agreed to listen to his appeal next week and we'll find out if he's available if he if he's if he isn't available then he steps right in and he started at one of your cornerbacks opposite, opposite Greedy Williams, who was an All-American last year. On top of that, another guy to watch would be Jacob Phillips, inside linebacker, another big-time recruit. Uh, saw some time in, in relief appearances on special teams last year, and then now is expected to step in and start next alongside uh, All-American Devin White. Right, excellent. Billy Gamilla and the Valley Shook is our special guest. SBNation.com is who that site is with. The Tigers start the 2018 season in a neutral site as they'll be in Arlington, Texas in the Advocare Classic taking on Mark Richt and the Miami Hurricanes. And this game is actually on Sunday, 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 Billy. And they'll be taking on Miami on Sunday, September 2nd. A great opportunity because it's probably going to be the only game on Sunday night in college football. Does that does that sound right? Yeah, that's probably that sounds about right to me. Uh, I think it's going to be a heck of an opportunity for LSU. Miami's going to be very highly ranked. I do think it's a good matchup for the Tigers in terms of uh, you know kind of strengths and weaknesses with Miami having being a little iffy at quarterback themselves and having a uh, having to rebuild on the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, well, after that opponent in Arlington, Texas, the Miami Hurricanes, the Tigers return back to Louisiana. We'll be facing the pride of Strawberry Stadium. Southeastern Louisiana moves over from Hammond to take on the Tigers, not at Strawberry Stadium, but at Death Valley. That'll be the home opener on September 8th. The SEC opener is on the road at Auburn on September 15th. First home game in the SEC is the actually a great game. It's going to be the 1958 National Championship reunion when the Tigers face off against Ole Miss on the 29th of September. Believe it, hard to believe it's been that long since that team with the great Billy Cannon won the national championship. And, of course, we just lost Billy a few months ago, and I know I'm sure there's some special things being lined up to honor him at this game and really for the whole season. Are you aware of anything, Billy? Not off the top of my head, no, but, yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll, have, they'll have something special 
in, in, uh, involved for Dr. Cannon and, and the honor of that 58 team. And, you know, and it, it, the rivalry, the rivalry is always fun. And, and I think it'll, it'll make, it should make for an interesting matchup with Ole Miss, especially with what they've got coming back. Extremely weird, though, to see the Ole Miss LSU game in September. That should be on Halloween weekend, if you know anything about the history between these two schools. Billy, before we get out of here, I told uh, told you in the previous segment we're going to put you to work. What is your predicted order of finish in the SEC West, starting with number one going to number seven? Well, I think I'll just right out the shoot, you got to pick Alabama to, to win the division. I know they didn't technically last year, but it, that feels a little weird to say, given that they still won the national championship. And it just feels like they're still, uh, you know, a healthy a healthy cut above the rest of the division right now. I think until, until someone can, you know, shows what they can do against them consistently. I think you got to pick them. Auburn's probably a good safe bet at number, number two, especially with, you know, catching LSU at home where LSU's only won there a handful of times in just in the last couple of, couple of decades. So that gives them a big advantage. And then, after that, I think it's going to be LSU and Mississippi State battling out for that third spot. That game in in late October is going to be going to be big time. And then from there, I think you you, get, you know pick between Texas A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, kind of somewhere in that order. If I had to guess, probably Texas A&M will be ahead of those other two. That they've got a little bit bigger rebuilds than uh, the Aggies do right now. And and uh, we'll we'll see how that all shakes out for them. Okay, so in the end, you're saying Arkansas, Ole Miss, a toss-up to who can be at the, the bottom feeders of the SEC West this year? Right now, yeah, uh, especially with with a new coach in Arkansas. You know, Ole Miss has got a pretty good quarterback in Tamu and some great receivers, but just don't have that much of a defense right now. I think they're still they're still on their way back a little bit. All right. Billy, anything Tiger fans need to know that's happened off the field in the sports of basketball or baseball during these summer months? Nothing yet. Uh, baseball draft was pretty kind to LSU in terms of, of their recruits. They did lose a one first-round pick, Bryce Turang, who signed at the very, very last second. But overall, they, they, they're they keeping a couple of guys they weren't expecting to keep in terms of veterans who were, weren't drafted as high as some projected. And, and their recruiting class was was – not completely unscathed, but but they lucked out. So they should be in a good, really good shape to compete for to get back to Omaha next year. And a former LSU Tiger, Kevin Gosman, been traded to the Braves from the Baltimore Orioles. I assume you remember him suiting up in purple and gold. Oh, certainly, and it, it's great. It's a great situation for him going from the Orioles, who are you know <laughs> kind of permanently rebuilding, to the Braves, who are you know going to be very much be a contender. Of course, LSU, a force in college baseball. But this year, who did LSU lose to? Uh, they went all the way to Oregon State. That's right. And they, yes. they, they lost in that regional of which Oregon State ended up winning the national championship. This was not the best of years in LSU baseball, but still they got to the postseason and pulmonary continues. There wasn't a whole bunch of drum beats for a change in the head coaching job of LSU baseball, I hope, in the last two months. Well, no, I think at the end of the day, most people expect this to be a little bit of a rebuild. Expectations are always really high for baseball, you know, and, and oftentimes unrealistically high. Mm-hmm. But this team also suffered probably the worst in, the worst injury luck of any LSU baseball team that I can remember. You know, just so many key guys getting hurt and, and missing long stretches of time, and, and they just, could, just couldn't survive that. And I think that's understandable for Maneri. All right. 
We'll get information on LSU football and baseball here with Billy Gamilla and the Valley Shook is the website. Check it out. The part of SB Nation. And we appreciate your great analysis of both the SEC and the LSU Bayou Bengals. Thank you very much, Billy. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that concludes the Y'all Show for a Thursday. We will be back here live and in person on Friday with a very special guest co-host, Mr. Knowlton Rawl, who will be enjoying his last day of freedom before having to go back to third grade. And uh, as, a, as a tribute for being a good kid with me this last couple of weeks, I told him, if you're good, I'll let you help me co-host the final show before you got to go back to school. So that's what's going to happen on the Friday, y'all. And we'll have our Friday free for y'all and all kinds of fun. Don't miss the Friday, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Thursday, y'all. Thank you to Billy Gamilla. Thank you to Danielle Morgan for coming on, talking about the bikes, blues, and bayous in Greenwood, Mississippi this weekend and all the fun that we've had. We'll see you tomorrow, y'all. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Small business owners, there's something you do better than anyone else. And with Vistaprint, it's easier than ever to promote what makes your business great. In fact, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 standard cards for as low as $9.99. Check out hundreds of customizable templates or upload your own one-of-a-kind designs. You can create a business card that works as hard as you and make it as unique as your business. Just go to Vistaprint.com to get your 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 4646 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4646. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. 
tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.